Hi, I'm Ted Raddick with the Courier Sports Department. I'm here with Dave Hahnemann. Uh, welcome to our pad- podcast, which we are now calling the NWO Football Show. And we'd like to thank, uh, you know, we, we asked for names last week and we got a suggestion and we'd like to thank Harden Northern football coach Travis Reddick for uh, answering the call and giving us a, a name suggestion. It's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It does. NWO Pigskin Show. Okay. Just rolls right off the tongue. It does. Tonight, Dave, was a night. Oh. Uh, obviously, you know, most every game in our area was uh, delayed by weather. Um, some were actually postponed until tomorrow. But uh, you stuck it out, and you saw Finley High School win their first game of the season, 21-7 yeah. over Marysville. They played. We knew defense was going to be the strength of this team. They played outstanding defense tonight. Guys were getting uh, – uh, Marysville has two good backs. Actually, the Kilgore kid is, is, the, is the best known. But on their um, second drive, first play from scrimmage, with Finley focusing on that kid, they did a, a fake to him and a draw to the full back, and he went 97 yards for touchdowns, which tells you the kind of athletes they have. Right. Their quarterback was good. Their, their line was big. But Finley just had something tonight where it's kind of what I'm sure Coach Ritzler and his staff have been looking for in the first two games that wasn't quite there. Tonight they got it. The big thing I noticed, and uh, Coach Ritzler made mention of it, he was kind of surprised. For some reason, the penalties were much more in, in Finley's favor tonight. In their first two games, they made costly penalties that killed drives. Tonight, it was Marysville made costly penalties at the wrong time. And you could tell they maybe get a little frustrated. They were personal foul kind, as they right. say. But the and <clears throat> the thing that uh, I noticed tonight was Finley throwing the ball downfield. They've got some speed, and I, I always thought they've got to use it. And tonight with um, Ben Ireland, who's a very fast sophomore, and Isaiah Moore, who's a senior and very quick too. I like to see him stretch that defense. Sometimes you've got to get that one-on-one matchup, take advantage of it. When they got that late uh, touchdown pass to Ben Ireland, um, <laughs> it's kind of smart football by the coaches too. Uh, Marysville defensive back was injured on the play before. They take him out. They put a sub in. Uh, Finley Just coaches saw the matchup. Pick on him right away. Huh? P- that's exactly what they said. Pick on him right away. And they got a touchdown out of it. They Finley is the type of team that needs to take advantage of little things like that because they're not they're not a powerhouse team that's just going to storm over you. We've mentioned this uh, in the past couple of weeks how Finley, you know, is uh, is young in areas, playing a lot of sophomores. Is this a team you think now that's beginning to mature a little bit? It's not maturity because that kid is still 15, 16 years old. What they're doing is is they're adapting to varsity play. A lot of these kids were playing freshman ball last year, mm-hmm. and what what the what uh, Finley did was they kept their freshmen together more than what a lot of schools might have, because you might say, "Boy, they could sure help the varsity." Maybe they could have, but they also could have got beat up a lot. Right. And as freshmen, they there's no freshman league championship, but Finley's freshmen tied, and I'm not sure if it was Whitmer or Central as the winningest freshman team in the track, and that's why they kept those kids together. Now they've got to make the transition to varsity, and I'm sure you've seen it over the years. Yep. 
there's a big difference between playing freshman ball yes, and varsity ball. Yeah. Especially when you get in the bigger schools and the more competitive uh, teams, you know, like a like a Macomb team or something like that. <laughs> and I think that is the biggest thing they're adapting to. Um, the game is so much faster. You have to pick things up so much quicker. Right. You have to tackle so much better and to get that guy down on the ground. That's what I think they're, they're really learning. Okay. Okay, I was at Liberty Benton tonight, and uh, Arlington matched up with the Eagles, and not only did I have a uh, hour and 38-minute rain delay, I also had a double overtime game, which LB eventually won 20-13. to 13. Uh, The weather delay hit right exactly at the end of the first quarter with Arlington having the ball at LB's one. <laughs> so we waited around an hour and 38 minutes, Arlington punches it in right away to, to start the second quarter. Goes up 6 nothing. Uh, just Arlington's defense just completely dominated LB for three and a half quarters. Five minutes left in the game. Arlington gets a punt off that's kind of heading towards the coffin corner, but it's snuck into the end zone for a touchback. LB takes it, drives 80 yards to score. With uh, less than two minutes to go to tie it up at six, so we go to overtime. Um, Arlington scored first. Liberty Benton answered with a touchdown. LB got the first possession of the second overtime, scored, and LB broke up a pass in the end zone on fourth down uh, to win the game. Um, Tough, tough, tough loss for Arlington. Uh, You know, it's 18 in a row now that LB's beaten them. Uh, one thing I can guarantee you, uh, Arlington needs to be mentioned among the top teams in the BVC. Mm. I mean, they just, uh, they played really well tonight. They didn't win, but boy, that defense was good. Uh, even LB coach Tim Nichols said after the game, he, he was right up front about it and said that Arlington outplayed him for the majority of the game. Right. Um, LB's been in a couple tight ones already this season. You mm-hmm. know, maybe they had a little edge that way. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting race for the for the BBC League title this year between uh, all you know. Arlington proved to me tonight that they can hang with teams like Lipsick and Macomb. Wow. You know, who are also gonna be right up front at the top of the league. You went and saw this game, Ted. You're gonna remember this game for a long, long time. What do you think the kids that were involved are going to think? You got the rain delay. You got the double overtime. You yeah. got the great rivalry. This this is what the memories are about. Why yeah. kids play high school football? It, it was it really was a fantastic <laughs> yeah. hard hitting game. Lots of defense. Um, you know, neither team could really run the ball that effectively. Yeah. Um, but just a solid, well played game with. You know, there couldn't have been more than four or five penalties combined between the two teams. It was clean. It was hard-hitting. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, both student bodies hung around after the rain delay, and they were loud. Uh, it was great. Well, uh, another thing, if I could interject real quick. I was talking to, during the extended rain delay, Finley's rain delay was two hours and 39 minutes. And I was talking to... Uh, the father of uh, whose, whose kids played some years ago. Ironically, his one son played.
played, I think it was six years ago, Grove City came to Finley for a game. They got into the third quarter. Major storms rolled through. Delayed, delayed, delayed. We finished that game like, I think it was 2, two or 2.30 in the morning. Right. We got that game, and we got it in. Same thing. They didn't want to go all the way home and stuff. So the dad is telling me about his kid playing. His kid goes to uh, University of Cincinnati now. He's studying mechanical engineering. And by chance down there, he ran into another guy. And the guy was from Grove City. Yeah. <laughs> and he played in that game. And so they ended up playing against him. He said, they're now like best of friends. That's he said, awesome. And they talk about it all the time. Yep. That's what high school football is about. It's exactly what it's about. Oh, it's amazing. All right. Well, we'll be back here shortly with uh, sports editor Michael Burwell, and we'll recap some of the other action around the area tonight. Okay, we're back with sports editor Michael Burwell. And, Michael, tonight was the opening night of Blanchard Valley Conference play. Yes, it was. Uh, obviously, you know, as we talked about uh, with Dave earlier, uh, kind of a crazy night with all the weather delays. Yeah. Uh one of the key matchups this week was Pandora Goboa and Van Buren, and they mm-hmm. were tied 0-0 after three quarters before yeah. PG snuck out a seven to nothing win. Yeah, that's that's a huge, that's a big win for PG because that's a couple pretty evenly matched, uh, evenly matched teams. The game definitely could have gone either way, and and you know uh, Silas Schmank, quarterback for PG, who's really really playing well already this year. He found Blake Steiner on a on a touchdown pass really late in the game and. PG picks up the win, so a nice start for them to, to open BVC play. Uh, North Baltimore with a solid win oh, yeah, over sure. Corey Ross tonight. Uh, 38-21, is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay. 38-21. Uh, Levi Gazarek, uh, you expect him to to be able to do some things at 6'5 and 245 for North Baltimore. He's obviously going to play D1, and he had a pretty strong night, but but – Got to give definitely got to give a shout out to the Tigers. They, you know they're one and nine last year, and they're two and one right now. Right, and that's that's right. that's outstanding. I mean just just to get the wins. You know Corey Rawson has some explosive weapons on offense, and they really shut him down. Actually, it was interesting. Uh, Gazarek was moved to nose guard this game. Usually he plays in the secondary, but he was moved to nose guard, and he helped shut down uh, Corey Rawson's pretty pretty lethal running attack. So that's an outstanding win for for North Baltimore. And uh, boy, whenever you can beat your previous season's totals for wins in the first three weeks of the following year, that's that's pretty pretty substantial. Okay, Macomb uh, open with a win over Riverdale. Yeah, uh, I mean. <laughs> What else can you say, McComb? I mean, I guess, uh, they're, they're the, pretty the, darn good. The, the, <laughs> you know, everybody expected, oh, McComb graduated. All those seniors are going to be really down this year, Man. and they're just rolling they people. Are, they are absolutely rolling people. Aaron Davis, four touchdowns tonight, accounted for uh, – uh, Man, that's that's just such a strong team. That yeah. whenever uh, you know, obviously Lipsix up there, that matchup is gonna be outstanding. Even you know Macomb. The, I mean, they got some tough BBC games, obviously, but boy, they're they're playing outstanding right now. And a couple other BBC games were postponed tonight. Uh, Lipsick will be uh, at Van Lu at 11 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning, yep. and. Uh, 
Arcadia gets the the first shot at Crestline, uh-huh. who's coming in uh, right. to fill Hopewell Loudon's spot on the schedule, and that game will also be on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of people who play quarterback and nose guard, <laughs> uh, T.J. Ramey, obviously, from uh, Patrick Henry, mm-hmm. uh, does that as well. Yep. And the yep. Patriots got a big win tonight over Grove. Yeah, that is a big win, 33-21. And uh, Ramey, another another huge game. I mean, that guy just does it. He just does it all for the Patriots. And, and you know, that's a great Grove team. And, boy, that's a tough schedule for Grove. They're 1-2 yes, and two right now with two of probably the toughest losses of anyone in the area. So, right. so you, they'll – I think this will prepare them for the NWC, but boy, Patrick Henry, you know, that is, uh, I believe that's 10 straight regular season wins. Uh, they're on quite a roll as right. they enter NWOAL play. Okay. A uh, big matchup, kind of a highlight matchup tonight in the Western Buckeye wow. League and uh, Ottawa Glendorf oh, came right. up with a 30 to 27 victory over St. Mary's Memorial. That's, that's absolutely outstanding for the Titans. Uh, Last year it was a blowout. St. Mary's and obviously St. Mary's is, has been so strong the last several years. But OG, except for last year, always plays St. Mary's tough. I covered a game a few years ago where they won a 13 to seven slugfest in the final game of the year to win a share of the WBL title. And you know it wasn't really a slugfest. It was more of a shootout, 38 right. to 27. That's a lot of points for, for especially for St. Mary's to give up. Uh, I think they had three touchdown passes, which is mind-boggling because they like to run the ball all the time. Right. But, but that's that's a huge win for OG. And boy, if they uh, a couple you know plays in that first game against Eastwood goes their way, they are three and zero right now. Right. But you got <laughs> if you're if you're Ken Schreiner and the Titans, you got to be happy with two and one and two and zero in the Western Buckeye League. And now St. Mary's is sitting 0-2 in league play after losing in overtime last week to Wapakoneta. Right, right. This is the first time, I believe, in about four or five years that St. Mary's has lost back-to-back games. That just tells you how strong of a program they've been recently. Okay, well, I think that'll wrap it up for us uh, for this week. Uh, Thanks for listening as usual, and uh, we will be back with you next week.